Conversate for a few. Welcome to the next episode of Conversate for a few. I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This is not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely is not. This is a podcast about hip hop. What we doing today, bro? Yo, let me just say this. Like some of the topics we come up with to discuss, like I'll be more excited about than others. This one yeah. today, I'm excited about it. Okay, okay, cool. So we we want to talk about artists in hip hop that reinvented themselves. Not okay. just change okay. their names. We'll get into all the stipulations, but actually reinvented their personas and took on new careers and developed, uh, you know, just in a different zone than they started out as. No doubt. And, and just in your intro, I came up with another one. Another one hit my hit my. Uh, and it's one of your favorite. But I won't say one of your favorite rappers, but probably is, is definitely one you brought you brought this person up on our last episode well one of our last episodes oh, okay all um, right but the caveat is sadly right mm-hmm. we tend to stumble on topics because if you're an avid watcher you may notice that the this topic actually was brought up at the end of the last episode right um so we decided that we were going to do you know, the best or the top reinventions in hip-hop, right? Between recording that episode and releasing it and recording this episode, uh, hip-hop lost MF Doom. Right, And And right. uh, so we want to just give our respect to MF Doom, you know, uh, salute the man. Let, let, he was a legend, you know. Legend, sure. Legend for sure. Uh, he's probably number one on this list. List. No one list, and I'm glad you said that. Yeah, so salute to him. You know, what I mean, his family. We, we, you know, we love and respect and honor him for what he gave to the culture of hip hop and the impact he had. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's the perfect place to start. So let's start with MF Doom. I think he is the um, one of the most essential figures on our top ten list for reinventions um, because. He, li- I mean, I don't. When you talk about what reinventing yourself looks like, I don't know if. I mean, he reinvented himself to. I want. It's a radical word, but like to the extreme. I like mean, it's the I very mean, definition of reinvention. It's the very it's the definition, definition, of definition of reinvention. If you didn't, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. There's no way. There's no trace of the prior persona. Right. You know, so, so yeah. So if you had to go to a, if if reinvention of hip hop artists was in Webster's dictionary or in Oxford, it'd be a picture of MF Doom, right? You know, and not only did he reinvent himself, he was dope in both iterations. I think that's important. He was dope in both iterations, and he was more impactful in his second iteration than he was in his first. Absolutely, yes. Even yes. though, in my honest opinion, like in my humble opinion, he was, it's crazy, he was more impactful on me in his first iteration as Sev Love X. You know right. what I'm saying? A member of KMD uh, with the, the, the hit and legendary song Peach Fuzz. The funny thing yeah. is, when that song came out, I don't even know if I had Peach Fuzz yet. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't even sure I had grown a little beard or nothing. Look at me now, and I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about Zev Love X. Right. And this man, you know, is a legend in hip hop, but he's a legend as MF Doom. 
And we yeah. talking about him in 2020. And look at me now. I'm talking about when, when I first heard of this man, his first iteration, I don't know if I had a beard. Right. I don't know if I had peach fuzz. Right. No, that's a beard. Now I got, I'm grayed out. I'm, I look like a granddad. You feel <laughs> me? Yeah. I'm something people saying out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know what's wild is, is that he, okay, I got a question for you, but I want to make this statement and then I want to ask you a question because I feel like you would have a better understanding of it than me. Okay. But what's dope is he impacted you. He had an impact on you, even though he had more of an impact on you as Zev Love X with KMD uh, back like in the early 90s, 91. But he's still respected and honored in both categories. Absolutely. Like as Zev Love X Absolutely. and as MF Doom, whether he impacted someone more in this time or that time. But the thing is, like, he was impactful at both. So my question, this leads to a question about specific, you can give me the answer specifically as you think it relates to him because we're kind of just uh, kind of guesstimating. But and you can give a general answer too. But why do you think he reinvented himself? Like he just didn't convert. I know his brother had died in the group KMD, and I know he continued on as a solo artist. But what? Why do you think? Or maybe you read an interview, read an article, or heard an interview with him, and you know why he's like changed and reinvented himself, changed the name and all that, and his persona. I don't know why, and I haven't read anything. But if okay. but the funny thing is, funny you ask that because. I was thinking right before you started asking the question that the reason he was so impactful in both iterations is I think he stayed true to who he was as an artist. Like for him, it was about the art, mm -hmm. you know, um, when they were younger as KMD, I think it was a little more of the time. It was a little yeah. more native tongue ish. It was a little more of the time. Uh, and as he grew, you know, I think even that time you can see his artistry. You can see the artistry of the group. But I think mm -hmm. as he grew and he got older, he really found himself as a true artist so he could shed who he was as a young one and really take full advantage of all the mediums that his mind, you see what I'm saying, that, that, that his creative mind allowed him to expose himself to. You know, so I think that's that's why he was able. He was a true artist. Right. That's right. why he was able and it didn't seem whack. That's why he was able and it's legendary. Because some people did it, but it seemed like... It didn't go. Right. I, 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 got, I got a few wild cards over here that you don't know about. Good, like, good, I good. Got, I got someone. I got someone that tried three times. Ooh. Three different names, three different sets of people, and it never worked. It just didn't work. Okay. You know I mean? All right. So, I got, I got. I'm gonna show you this here. Though. You see this? Yeah. All right. So I got. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I got, I got some thoughts, right? But okay. I want to hear who this person is. Who is this okay. person? Simple. Benzino. Wow. Benzino, that of course, you know, what I mean, we know him from this for the most part from the source of being 50 50 joint partner with his partner Dave from the source, who yeah, he just recently yeah. did an interview on the podcast. Which actually, yeah, I learned some stuff that I didn't know, you know, what I mean, uh, about him. But 
this is what I did know before that, you know what I mean? I always knew this and I, as an artist, I I did not like him as an artist rapping at all. He was terrible. I didn't like it. It was, was terrible. terrible. Almighty RSO. Yes, the first time <laughs> Almighty RSO with Mob Deep. I remember the, the, the single they did with Mob Deep, right? Then I then he came back, Hangman Three. Yeah. Then they kind of they switched it to uh, Made Men. Damn. And they actually had a song featuring Locks on I think it's the Belly album. That was kind of funny. Yeah, but see, it was fire because it was a dope beat and it was the locks. So it helped, you know what I mean? It was kind of hard to fumble the ball. Trust me. But you did not want to hear that without the locks. locks. Right. You see? You know what I mean? But none of those joints popped off. And he even said, him being, you know, half joint owner of the source and all of that, he was putting two, three page ads in for made men. And all of that, but it never popped. Nobody, it, it, it didn't, it didn't, yeah, it just didn't work. So you can try to reinvent yourself by changing the name. You may even change what you're rapping about. You can even change the group. Like he changed members. Like it's different people in different at different times in these groups. Uh, but regardless, uh, you know, what I mean, it's still all in all, it just it just didn't work. It just never really caught any traction, heavy traction in the music industry. Okay. So, a couple of things you said took me to my notes. Okay. What, what Ray Benzino did, right? So, yeah. I'm going to start here. I have the articles of reinvention. Yeah. How about that? You know how we yeah. do, you know what I'm saying? The, the, uh, the, what do we call it? Of a classic album. Criteria. Criteria. The criteria for a classic album. I think these are the articles. These may be, you know what I'm saying? We can kind of discuss what some of the articles of reinvention are. Yeah, right? Yeah. Of hip hop reinvention are. So I got persona change versus name change. Right. Number one. Uh, Ray Benzino, basically, all he did throughout those iterations was change the name. Because Almighty RSO was on some gang, gang shit. All of them. Yeah, you're right. It was mm-hmm. gang shit. Uh, mm-hmm. What was the second one? Um, uh, Hangman, Hangman Three. Three. That was gangster music. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Made Men was yeah, absolutely gangster music. RSO. It was RS. It was all RSO. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And the reason he was in the game is because he had enough money to put himself in the game and enough street respect to have enough connections absolutely. to move about and do his thing. Exactly. So it exactly it wasn't it. It didn't seem to be based on talent because I don't know anybody that was a Benzino fan. No, never. All right. So, in my opinion, that was just a name change. Right. Okay. I, I yeah yeah I agree. See, I and like that. that because you, you you I mean you just highlighted something like that was a, a nuance. Right. That nuance. Someone could have would have glossed over. Right. All right. But so it's the, really not the same. It's not the know? same. It's not the same. Not the same. Right. Name change. It's not a reinvention. So the second one I got is a style change versus a growth, personal or artistic. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So he I like did, this. He did change styles. You see what I'm saying? Because Almighty RSO stylistically is different than Hangman Three, which is different than Made Men. But I would argue that he only changed with the errors. I would agree with that argument. You I think he changed with eras, yeah. Stylistically, he did the music that he felt like was popping during that era. It didn't necessarily have, he didn't have a, there's an example I would give you that 
RZA, for instance. Mm-hmm. Prince Rakim. I'm going to talk about that, but go ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Prince Rakim, this is one of my wild cards. Prince Rakim versus RZA versus RZA as Gravediggers. Wow. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? RZA as Gravediggers stylistically is completely different. Persona-wise, it's completely different than RZA with Wu-Tang. Same person. Or were they? Did he did he use the name RZA in Gravediggers? He 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 did, but more more um Resurrector. More Resurrector. More Resurrector. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But so, um but, but you understand what I'm saying. So but with Benzino, but that didn't have anything necessarily to do with the errors. That's a stylistic, musical a stylistic, different or yeah. growth personally or artistically. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I have is Careers in transition versus a second shot. Mm. And that's now that's a good one. Ray Ray Benzino got three shots. Yes, and he threw up three bricks. Three bricks, and did a career oh, transition to the source. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? RZA did a career transition to scoring movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's another. But, but that's a, But that could be a reinvention, right? So I like. So, so we, so we can deal with musical reinventions and even. Uh, well, I don't want to go too far. Not that's right because him scoring movies is still a musical reinvention because mm-hmm. that now doing that kind of music. So right. no, we're gonna hold it down. I don't want to go too far out side of music you know what i mean but yeah but you know when you you, you mentioned rizza and i didn't even take in consideration grave diggers but i had him on my list right okay As someone who reinvented themselves which which crazy he it that didn't work prince rakeem did not work didn't work we did not like that song i remember it we did not like that song never like when he came out as wu-tang do you know i didn't even think about a Prince Rakim. It, it was it, like it didn't exist. I didn't even remember that. Initially, I mean? initially, I didn't make the connection either. Right. Initially, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I did, and it was funny, right? And so, uh, and so, I get that's. So we just did a contrast. Ray Benzino tried to reinvent himself, but it wasn't really a reinvention so much. But either way, it did not work. What he thought he re- was reinventing himself did not work. Right. Right. So that's like the polar opposite. That didn't work, but Rizzo reinventing himself skyrocketed, created the greatest movement of a group ever to impact the culture all the way up until this day. No logos more uh popular than the W. Facts. And and group wise, movement wise, you know what I mean, they've had the biggest impact on, you know, errors and biggest impact on people. Yes. Style, lingo, dress, all type of stuff. So, um, mm. so that's great. But this, here's one thing: Is it possible to reinvent yourself w- within your reinvention? <laughs> because when you brought up grave diggers, you know, grave diggers, like that album. Okay, six feet deep came out after you know Wu was already on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'm saying is he he adopted different characters, different personas. He was really a different type of person on them grave digger records than he was as Rizzo. Like him as the resurrector with the grave diggers, 
although he would still say his name Riz and stuff like that, but he leaned more to resurrector mm-hmm. and he was just he just rapped different. He just he presented himself way different with the grave diggers. Completely and then different. he reinvented himself again when he put out his solo project, RZA, as Bobby Digital. I was going to bring that up next. Which he has on a mask. Mm-hmm. And, and content-wise, it's completely different than anything different. Wu-Tang, anything Gravediggers, anything That's Prince Rakim. Is he Is he the... I know. The inventor of the reinventors? He, he may be, like... <laughs> he, he may be... Because then reinvent himself into the, the scoring movies. I mean, that's right. four. He may be that's one. Like, he may be one A. If we gonna give MF, MF Doom one, we gotta give him one. He might be one A. RZA might be one A. If that's the case, right? You know what I'm yeah, I, like, I agree with that. Because RZA right now, we we put up a strong case for that man. Like, yeah, he really should be one. Yeah, it, except, but you know the reason why? Go ahead. Go ahead. Is because you know how we you said we both agreed that initially we did not make the connection that damn Prince Rakim is now Rizzo the Wu Tang like initially we didn't make the connection. Think about MF Doom, yo, it's yeah. almost like he buried Zeb Love X, like yeah. yo, yeah, that's true. That's like true. people really like a real talk. Capri was like, yo, you ever seen him before? <laughs> it's like yeah every like, fucking afternoon yes. yeah every afternoon i used to come over and see him when i was a kid on mtv raps and then see him again on rap city every right. day you know right. I mean? yeah yeah i seen his face you ever heard of that you ever heard of peach fuzz yeah for sure yeah. so you're right so he gotta be number one like the mystique that he yeah. created around the persona and everybody you know what i mean respected it and yeah. you know what i mean Everybody it, it don't drew respect. People in, the whole mystique drew people in. Everybody don't respect Grave Diggers. Everybody no, don't I, respect Bobby Digital. No, because I don't. And and RZA, honestly, is not a good rapper. No, he isn't. He you had mean, a few dope verses here and there, but yeah. no, overall, he's not a good rapper. Which, while is why I like their uh, that American uh, saga Wu Tang. Yeah, you know. They told him like, nah, you ain't gonna make it as no rapper. That's <laughs> I mean, he's a co-writer of it, so that's real talk. He right. know, right? He know, yeah, he know what it is. Yeah. He, I mean, he went through it. So he's just telling the story, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, so what do you feel about the three articles of uh, of uh, reinvention? I, I, I'm for them. I'm pro them. Okay, I think okay. those are good. I think those are good. Okay. That's a strong case. Yeah, so I mean, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go on this thing next. I want to know, do you feel like it's hard? Do you feel like it's hard um, for reinventions to occur in hip-hop? And if so, like, why? I think it's hard because as hip-hop fans, right? Mm Mm-hmm. it's just the hip hop community. We so damn tough on the artists. Mm-hmm. Like we don't like when you switch up on this number one album to album under the same name. You look the same, same flow. But if you ain't really saying and doing exactly what you did the first time, we like yeah. man. We ain't with them. If it you don't, I mean? if it don't feel the same, it better be fire. Right. I mean, so fire. I think it's very hard to pull off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's. I think reinventing yourself in hip hop as an artist is a very hard task to pull off. So uh, 
those that have done it and done it successfully, bro, we got to salute them. Because if you can do that in hip-hop, that's what I'm saying. That's what made MF Doom a legend, son. Yeah. Like, I mean, among other stuff, but, like, to be able to do that, nobody be like, yo, he whack. Or, like, we ain't doing, we ain't rocking with that. Like, man. Nah, people was feeling him. He had he had a cult following. He oh, had for a, sure. Had a cult oh, for sure. Yeah. Of, I mean, cult following of legends, not just a cult following yeah. of like. Right, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, he's, he's even his reinvention is even respected among his peers that are considered legends. Right, the reinvention is what they consider legendary more than they do anything right. else. To be honest with you, that's what you yeah. have to speak on. Um, I had a, a one reason that I think it may be so rare for a, a successful hip-hop reinvention is because we get caught up on this hip-hop fans in general get caught up on this and we know it uh this uh pseudo authenticity yes and it's pseudo for real yeah pseudo and i and it's another word i have is uh faux realness yeah you know yeah, what fake. mean fake. Yeah. Fake realness, but faux, like for real, yeah. but not yeah. double entendre. Yeah, <laughs> faux realness, bro. And mm-hmm. and once we think this is who you are, once you pivot and and do some artistic, we ain't trying to hear it. Not trying to hear it. Yeah, man. Because if we bought into your original, right authenticity, your original self you presented, your original persona you gave us, right. Yep. Nah, it's hard. It's hard to hook, keep keep the average hip hop listener and fan changing with you if you're reinventing yourself. Right, and and it's hard in the first place to get them to accept you as a character. You see what I'm saying? That's that's malleable. Because the thing, because mm-hmm. if you can get them to accept you as a character, then changing might not be that crazy. But what hip hop artist do you know other than MF Doom? can get people to accept them as a character. Right. Like, he literally adopted, you know what I mean, uh, a character. Yeah. You know, the Dr. Doom character. So that is, and that's that's what I'm saying. It's tricky because you're going to, he, he walked the fine line and was able to pull it off, which makes him a master. Yep. That's how you know he was dope at what he, what, what he did. Because, yeah, reinventing yourself with just like, being but still being your actual self mm-hmm. as opposed to reinventing yourself and now I'm a DC or Marvel character. Exactly. That's different. And they already might not accept you at you just changing your name or style as you. So Period. now you're gonna add this whole comic type thing to right. it. Right. It's nuts. Yo, it, yeah. You know what I mean? You run the risk of someone being like, man, that's corny. Get out like it like People not trying to hear it. So the fact that he pulled it off, man. Yeah, salute. Rest in peace, Doom, yo. Yeah. You know what? Doom. It's one of them situations. We don't have to say this too many times, but I said that I was more impacted by Zev Love X than I was MF Doom. I'm almost happy that I get to dive into his catalog that is there. You know what I mean? Like, I get to dive into his catalog. Right. I haven't. I've heard some. I've heard songs. Of course, everybody has. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? If you love hip-hop, you done heard MF Doom. 
but I have never dove in, you know what I'm saying, dove into his content like that. And right. sadly, you know what I mean, this will be my, the pre, you know what I'm saying, this will preempt me to do it. This is what's preempted yeah. me to do it, but, you know, it's there for me to do. And right. it's there for other people that never heard of him that's now hearing other legends. You see what I'm saying? It's 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 fifteen year old kids that never heard of Zev Love X, never heard of MF Doom, that's that's hearing Quest Love or Young Guru speak on him right now. And they nerds mm-hmm. and hip hop and they like, yo, well, who is this guy? And they getting ready to have a treasure trove of art. Right. And that, that's what I'm saying. And like, I'm in the same space with those kids. Right, right. And that's how I was um semi with Nipsey. Because at the time that I really, really embraced and really fell in love with Victory Lap, I started going, you know, I mean shortly after, a few months after he passed, and then I was, you know, going back through his mixtapes and all of that. Right. But um but yeah, so it's a tragic thing, but it's actually it's tragic because we lost someone. Right. So right. we won't get new work from them. But it's beautiful in the sense that the people that never even heard of them are getting acquainted. So he continues to live exactly. through his music exactly. that way. And, and and truthfully, in life, that's what it's all about, is contributing something that even when you die, it's going to outlive you. Absolutely. So think Absolutely. about that. Like the, Most people or the average person, if they die today, they don't necessarily have something that is going to live beyond them if they have not produced some type of body of work yeah, or yeah. impact the individuals in such a deep and profound way. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, so that's the beauty in that. You got to chip your own statue. If you wanted to be a statue out there, you got to chip it up. You chip it yourself. You that's know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that man chipped yeah. his own statue. That's that's a beautiful... That's, I, was, I might put that in a verse, man. <laughs> yeah, let's just make it a song. Yeah, got to. I love the concept. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you gave me the alley oop. You feel me? So yeah, that's yeah. what we doing out here. Yeah, but uh, man, so so hit me with the list, man. I want to know what's on the um, You know, oh man, see, it's so many places I want to go. But let, let's since you already did, we already did the rhythm. We got to do the jizzle because the genius also did the same thing. Remember, they both did that. Oh, you hit me in now, the head. Same name. But Genius as Come Do Me and that album he put out, Words of a Genius, that Yo. is, first of all, he may be the only person who reinvented himself and spent the duration of his career in every album he was on fussing and fighting with the labels. Yep. Literally had a song on his first album, Liquid Source, Labels. Yep. But yep. Even, even on the Woo, Woo's too cold for the Woo's too raw for the these what cold killer uh, cold labels. Chiller, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he got his whole verse. Do you if you notice all of his verses, he ends up dissing labels. You know why? Because mm-hmm. he he fell into the propaganda and he was doing what he knew wasn't his real self and and it did not work. Yep. You know what I mean? And he, he, he I think he always regretted that, which is why he he's kind of always had a sore spot. You know what I mean? For labels, so it always pops up in this verse. Yo, verse. you right, too. And the, the jizz is a great call, bro. Like, wow. You know what's funny is the jizzer and the genius is what led me to realize that the RZA was Prince Rakim. Yeah, yeah, okay, 
Okay, I can see, see that. See what I mean? Like, that was the breadcrumb that led me to, to realizing who Rizzo was. I was like, hold on. I know him. Like, yeah. I know him. Wow. Yeah. The Jizza, the genius. Yeah. He's definitely a re, he re, reinvented himself. Uh, with only a slight name change. Right. Because he kept the genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Which is a which is almost which is a super. We gotta talk about the uh, the level of difficulty on that on that uh, on that reinvention to reinvent yourself mm-hmm. and keep the same name. Even though he added the Jizza, but most people call him well. People call him Jizza, right? If you're from a certain era, though, you still call him the genius. Like, I, do you know? Like, most of the time, I just call I call him the genius. I, that's what I'm saying. Like. I, like most time, I call him a genius, and that's because I kind of I just prefer kind of genius over Jizzin a little bit. Um, both dope names, but the funny thing is Rizza. See, he, Rizza, I don't know, man. That one, a he might be one because he played around with the name, even when he reinvented himself. Even though Rakim, the persona, went away, that's what Rizza's Rizza is. Rakim zigzag a lot. I know. You know what I mean? Then he played, a, he did a play on RZA mm-hmm. because he's talking about like the resurrector. Right. For grave diggers. Right. So he found out a way, okay, I'm going to reinvent myself, incorporate my original name yeah. in the acronym of my new name, but then, you know, phonetically stretch out my new name that's an acronym when I rock with grave right. diggers. And if you want to get real funky with it, he really freaked Bobby Digital because his name is Robert Diggs. Right, he did. And then it- Bobby Digital, Robert Diggs. Do you see how yeah. insanely like Clark Kent Superman that is? Yeah. From, from Robert Diggs to Bobby Digital. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 fire. And and stylistically, he went from sampling to using all sense. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So aesthetically, he matched the 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 re, the style thing he was going with the 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 theme. I mean, wasn't necessarily his best work, but I, I understand yeah. what he was going for. Right, right, right. You know, right. Yeah. So yeah, he, he did some genius stuff. Okay. So I want I had to get that one out there. Now we, you know, what I mean, we're going uh, we gonna we're gonna get it in. Let me say this: my co-host is. He's, uh, I don't know if you've been watching the new series of Power, right? Okay. Book of Ghosts okay. or whatever. I have. But like, have. You, you like you like Method Man, man. Like, you, you playing them lawyer games. Like, I saw you setting up <laughs> your argument for some stuff I was going to say in the beginning. <laughs> but we're going to get to this. All right, let me tell you the next one. Um, it's, uh, you're not going to see this one. You, you didn't. Um, Boom, boom. All right. You probably saw this one coming up. Tragedy Gaddafi from Intelligent Hookman. Didn't see it coming. Yo, I'm going to tell you the God's honest truth, bro. I was struggling. I told you. I told you. You said that our list was going to be crazy. I said, no. (laughs) If we was playing Spades, I'm leaning on my partner. I got to... what I had, what I was able to come in, come up with, were thoughts mm-hmm. and things that I think about around reinvention. But I don't have any names, bro. 
Yeah. I might have one or two, but not no real. But that one is great, yo. Yo, Tragedy Gaddafi to like. Yeah, I feel like this was, and I remember him um, when I was young when he came out with uh, Arrest the President and some of the other like like a song I forgot what it's called, but things like Ghetto Child or something like that. He had a video for it. It was dope. Um, a sample that everyone has used, but um, but from he changed his name. Mm-hmm. He changed how he flowed, how he delivered the content. Now, some of the, what you may call conscious content is still in there. Absolutely. When he comes back as Tragedy Gaddafi and he helps to put together the War Report album for mm-hmm. Component mm-hmm. Noriega. But I honestly, here again, when I'm hearing this dude, Tragedy Gaddafi, the foul Mahdi, the his whole persona and how he sound, everything, yeah. and I did not know that was intelligent helping from the rest of the uh, president at that time, minus videos and stuff. You wouldn't just know. You wouldn't know. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? But it worked for him because in truth, he's another one that be he's another one that he got a W reinventing himself. Yeah. He was cool yeah. then, he was part of the juice crew then, although he was locked up, so he didn't make the symphony. So he was mm-hmm. sick in the cell when he saw the video. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> he was supposed to be on it. But he his legendary status comes from yep. what he did, the imprint he did in the later nineties with Capone and Noriega as tragedy Gaddafi, the foul Mahdi. You know what I mean? Yep. And so that's dope. It worked for him and it's been, you know, it's been worked up, you know, since this time uh for him. Yeah, I'm with so, that. That's a good one. That's a good one. And you could, you could all, I mean, with that stint that he had with Capone and Noriega, that's a bit of a career transition, too. Right, because I was going to say, because he did a lot of production. I don't know if he did any production as Intelligent Hookman, but mm-hmm. I know as Tragedy Gaddafi, he's, he taught a few people to make beats. Havoc, he gave Havoc his name and taught Havoc how to make beats. Mm. He did a lot of production on Capone and Noriega, the War Report album. And he, and he took their publisher, so I know he, he took, was. So I know he was doing exec shit. <laughs> so he became an exec when he reinvented. He said, "I'm going for it. I'm this going time. for it, baby. I'm got, I want it all." Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I think yeah. that was a dope one. I think that was a dope. One. Very dope, bro. Very dope. Very dope. All right, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw my one out there since you didn't drop what two or three in a row. So yeah. I'm gonna throw one out there. Uh, Chris Lover Lover. Chris Lover Lover. Yeah. Okay. He was ludicrous. Yeah. So now you can't see it, but it's up here. Ludicrous radio DJ to. Superstar artist. Yeah. That's Chris, what I got my text. Chris Lover yeah. Lover was his name. Lover, yeah. Yeah, so I feel Salute. like even, even though he rapped as a radio, you know what I'm saying, like as a radio DJ, he rapped on the air, and he sounded a lot like Luda. Yeah, yeah, he did. You know what yeah. I mean? So the reason we can't, the reason I don't just say it's a name change is because he went from a radio DJ to a megastar artist with a name yeah. change. Yeah. So much Word. so that he had to go back and pick up the album that he did before he got on. 
Right. And had to tell people, hey, I was. I was this, this guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. me. That's a real reinvention when you got to remind people. You got to tell people I was on the radio. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That So I knew we was going to have a few. Yeah, that was the same. Because I know another one that you got, but I'm going to let you bring it up. I know. We, oh, we can stay down in the A. I know the other one. Well, you, if on, that's what we're going to do, we can go ahead and talk about that one then. All right. All right. Talk about chains. Two chains. AKA Titty Boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, man, is without Duffel Bag Boy, I don't know that we even have to consider the first half. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Because, like, name yeah. the other name the other player circle hit. Yeah, I don't know. Can't I don't know. It. I can't name it off the top of my head. I play, I'm sure that I'm pr- pretty sure it was another one, but yeah. I can't name it. Like I wasn't. I don't know too many people that was running around banging player circle. So he right. without duffel bag boy, he almost falls in the name in the, in the, in the lane of somebody that just got a second shot. Right. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. Almost. He, yeah. That almost, but he had enough success as Titty Boy with Duffel Bag Boy because that rang out and everybody knew who they were at that point. Yeah. So when he came back, it, he got popular enough that when he came back as somebody else, it was like, "Yo, that's Titty Boy." Right, right, right. You see what I'm saying? Like, yo, he had to explain himself on even Breakfast Club and a couple things. You see what I'm saying? Like when he first started popping his two chains, so so he did reinvent himself. Hmm. Do you feel like his sound was his flow different? His style? Um, you know what? I feel like at the end of Player Circle, he started showing signs because Duffel Bag Boy ain't nothing but a two chain song. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like if you think about yeah. the the style of the, the you know, it's it's that flavor, but. I think he turned it up. I think he. I think he turned his personality up. I think he. I think okay. he really did turn. I think he became more than a rapper. Okay. With the, with two chains, two chains was two chains was as much personality and charisma as he was MC. People loved and knew two chains before they even started respecting him as a rapper on large. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Titty Boy was just an MC, just a rapper from the south, so. There was a there was a growth there stylistically yeah. that was either personal or artistic that yeah. you know what I mean? So I he got enough of the articles of reinvention for me to get it to him. Okay, yeah, yeah, I you agree. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so what you got next, bro? Oh man. Ooh. So I got some so let me, I, I'm going to just ask you this. I just wrote this down. I'm not saying it is or isn't. Okay. But I want to see your response, so I'm going to say it. DJ Khaled. Oh, wow. Honestly, for the argument that I just made for 2 chains, I don't know how I couldn't, wouldn't have to make the same argument for Khaled. The only way I couldn't is because Everybody that speaks speaks about Khaled says that he had that same personality and that same energy when you didn't know who he was. 
Right. It just so happened that when we, but I imagine so did Two Chains. When he got yeah. the opportunity to use it, he turned that shit on. Mm-hmm. Now, did he change his name? Mm. I don't know. Did, was was he I, always DJ Khaled? Um, I think he was DJ Khaled on the radio. Okay. As a radio personality DJ, so, I think. So DJ Khaled may be an example of somebody that just blew up. Yeah. You know what I mean? He might not be a reinvention. He might just be somebody that blew up. Okay. All right. So, okay. I think I, I think I know the answer that you may say. So what would be the difference between that and Ludacris? DJ Khaled don't rap. And DJ, and DJ, I knew that was gonna be your first line. Yeah, <laughs> and DJ Khaled didn't change his name. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Ludacris went from being a radio host to a rapper. DJ Khaled went from being, a, and he changed his name. DJ Khaled went from being a DJ named Khaled to a popping ass DJ named Khaled. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Chris Lover Lover went from a radio host named Chris Lover Lover to a popping ass rapper named Ludacris. Right. You see what I'm okay. saying? That's that's uh, that's kind of you know. Okay, I'm looking. Up, I had to check the year a particular album came up to see if um if my uh, argument I was going to make has any warrant. Um. Uh, I'm not sure because I was going to say mm-hmm. I was going to say Mob D. I thought about them, but I don't really know. I, what I wanted to see is the year of two two different albums. Uh, okay, one was '95. Okay, so Juvenile Hell. And I remember that song, Peer Pressure. Mm-hmm. We had all heads. That was 93. Uh, and then the infamous Shook Ones, 95, two mm-hmm. years later. Now, but looking at, but looking, so something changed. So I'm asking, do you feel like it was just a change? They changed with the times? Because 93, even though 93 and 95 is only two years apart, as we talked about before, Things were changing fast in music year to right. year, like so. You see, extreme changes just within two to four years and stuff. So '93 album peer pressure sound it, it's way different to me. Right, listening to Infamous, but I don't know if this is a true invention or they changed with the times because when I look at the track listing of Juvenile Hell, the just the titles of the songs alone are still. Mob deep type stuff, hold the fort down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the titles for these albums is still, you know, what I mean, the same stuff. Right. I, I think it was a, I think it was a RSO, uh, Hangman Three situation. I think the music changed with the times, and it just so happened that when the music changed with the time, they were so good at it that they started to dictate what the next era would sound like. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. They now, went. They went from getting producers on their album to being self-produced and dictating the sound. Absolutely. 
So there was a little bit of reinvention then. There was a bit of a reinvention, definitely. There, but, uh, we're, we're, but yeah. not reinvention purists. <laughs> right, right. Because I would say the... Uh, wow. They may have two of the articles of reinvention, bro. Strong. Let me break it down. Let me break it down. Okay. Because I said style change versus growth, personal or artistic. Right? Then we got careers transition versus a second shot. Mm, Bro, they got the career transition and the second shot. Yeah. Because they became producers and it was the second go round because they lost the deal the first go round, right? It didn't, right. it didn't work. You right. see what I'm saying? And they became producers. You see what I'm saying? Which dictated the growth artistically and personally. And became mm. legends at it. Yeah. Dictated yeah. sound yeah. for years to come. We still listening to music that's, that's produced based off how they music sound. Absolutely. Today. Yeah. So they may be on that reinvention list, Mob Deep. There's there's several there's reinvention is nuanced. Very, very. You know what I mean, that's what I'm that's what I'm learning. Yeah, me too. Wow. Okay. As you highlighted that, I can't I can't wait because I, I I know where I want to go from here. Well, go ahead, go where you going? Because I think I got one that's gonna bust your head. I want to hold it for a little while. Good. Hold that one. So we talked about. Juvenile hell, 93, 95. We agree now that they reinvented themselves shook ones, right? Okay, so this is my next one. Then you drop shook ones, switch your demeanor. Well, we don't believe you. You, you need, need more, more people. people. Yeah. Okay, so like- Jay noticed their change, right? Yeah. Okay. Now watch this. He contradicted himself, though. hmm Because you talk about their sound change. All right, on TakeOver, this is the irony. Nas Ether, before, or nah, he didn't say it's on Ether, but the other diss song, before you used to rap like the Foo Snickens, Nas designed your blueprint. Who you kidding? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it, Hope. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> See, oh, I, I knew oh. I knew something was coming when you accused me of being a lawyer from Power earlier. <laughs> I knew something okay. was coming, and I knew it was I knew it was going to have something to do with your Jay Z argument. So I knew you was setting me up, but <laughs> when you was telling me giving me kudos. Those those four kudos you was giving me, <laughs> I knew it was some bullshit. Yeah, so I knew this was coming. But I, I just want to, you know, run down the articles of reinvention, and if he meets them, then you know. Oh, all right. So hold on. Let me let me say this about him. Oh man. Oh. So I think he reinvented himself. If we're going to, based on what you highlighted, I don't know how in the world we agree and to put my deep on the list and hold and not Jay-Z. Right. I do not know how that's going to work. Right. But we, when we know, and I was eight. Yeah, I was eight years old. I remember like now again with the Zed, Zeb Love X with, with to MF Dune from mm-hmm. Jersey. To genius to the Jizza, Rakim to Rizza, how I did not put the connection when they came with their reinvention. Cause I was eight, nine years old when he first came out. Which one are you talking you about, know? Sophie? In 89, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. With Jazzo original flavors. So when he comes back in 96, I'm not thinking about no shit he did in 89 that really 
wasn't rocking in my box for multiple years after that. You know what I mean? I was. So, I was like, yo, that's that nigga. <laughs> oh, you was like, Pop, you talking about that nigga from Hawaii, so with the Hawaiian shirts on? You was like, Pop did when you seen him. Oh, God, yo. I put it to you this way. I was like, I know this nigga. And I got a lint just in case you try to backpedal and switch your articles on me. So they don't give me on the list. I got a linchpin that is your own words. Come on with I it. Feel the deal. But <clears throat> but I want to say I feel like he reinvented himself because he used to rap super fast, which people was doing then, right? Mm-hmm. And the content was a little different. They were more they were more hip hippity hop, as people will say. Then mix with a little consciousness, right? And then you look at, and then we say in 89, because that's when anything in the music industry published that, or came out with his name on it, right? right? Came out. So that's why we use an 89 as the market. Is, 89 is the year, yeah, for sure. Right, yeah, for sure. So then when we look at whatever he did with Jazzo, original flavor, whatever, when you look at 96 and we hear, you know what I mean, just pop up. And we hear dead presidents, you know who? That's totally different. The flow, yeah. Not the, not the name. Definitely the flow. Definitely the style. And he's moved to an exec place. He's not his man's little man, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But he is a part or a co-owner of this label that is pushing his music. So right, he right. so he reinvented himself as an art like kind of like Tragedy Gaddafi as an artist and as an a role of an exec. And and he introduces your own words, a kind of a new style where everybody is against everybody is tough. He is the swagged out, I'm a I'm the boss, like this boss talk, this high fashion luxury talk. That's the origin. That's a fact. So I feel like that is, I feel like those particular things I mentioned is like warrants him to make the list. As let me look at my my damn damn (laughs) damn list, my articles. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, so he definitely got a career transition versus a second shot. He got both. He got a he got a second. And third shot. Mm-hmm. But he definitely got a career transition, right? Right. He, he did that twice. From, yeah. the, from the Rockefeller era to the... Three times. From the Rockefeller era to the... President of Def Jam era. To owning Rock Nation and becoming a billionaire era. Like, those are... You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. we he got that one. Style change versus growth, personal or artistic, right? Mm-hmm. I could argue. I mean, I could. I could. I could. I could argue uh-huh. that he changed with the times, right? Okay. I could argue that he just changed stylistically with the times. Like he knew this works now, even though it's my real life. They lying about it. I have the actual stories. I should just tell them. Cause that's what's popping now. What was popping three years ago was riggedy, 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 riggedy. So that's what I was doing. What mm-hmm. was popping in '89 was 
something was slower than that, and we was riggedy riggedy then. Mm-hmm. So it was actually precursors to Fushnikins. They were precursors to Fushnikins. Literally typing in Fushnikins because I wanted to try to poke a hole in that argument based on when Fushnikins came. <laughs> no, I'm saying they were precursors. They were precursors <laughs> to Fushnikins yeah, and Dos yeah, yeah. But it was Jazzo's thing. You see what I'm saying? So that super... You know what I'm saying? That, that fast rap style. They were precursors to what I would... So that... I mean, I'm just talking through it, so right, right, I right. would definitely say they were precursors to it. But it's funny because it seems like it made them prisoners of it. Cause, right. Because they didn't get popping doing it. Right. They had mm-hmm. a song doing it. And mm-hmm. even Original Flavor didn't get popping doing it. They mm-hmm. had an album, but they didn't blow. They wasn't yeah. Fushnikas or Dash Effects, even though that style of rap is derivative from what they brought to the game in 89. Yeah, yeah. But you, what's funny is now I'm like semi arguing on your side. When you look at it, it's it didn't 100% go to go all the way away because even when he was rapping and even you see even glimpses of it in Reasonable Doubt, which you see it now. Even now, which is the one your one critique that I know that you have personally of Jay Z is when he's trying to fit too much in a bar and you don't like it. Yeah, but that's reminiscent of how he started, and he does that a lot on a lot of songs where he like, well, he's not purposely trying to rap like triple time, right. but he's like squeezing too many words in, in, in the bar like real fast. Right, he could you have know? found a better way to say the sentence. Right. Simply, right. it ain't like the bar was wrong or what he said was wrong. He just could have found a slicker way to say the sentence to make the timing right. Mm-hmm. Streets is watching, he did that a, a lot. lot. Oh, you, you know, such and such and such and such and such, like it was yeah. crazy. Like, man, he don't now gotta I, do that. Now I know why though, because they called, did you hear that story? Nah. Uh, they called. They was in there messing with the sample, and mm. I think hip hop, hip hop told the story in Clubhouse. I think on okay. when it was Jay Z appreciation. Okay, uh, I was in there for that. I missed this though. Yeah, but he said uh, he was in there listening to records with with Ski Beats, and he heard that one. So he was like, "Yo, this is fire." He called Jay Z and played the record. Ski hadn't even started the beat yet, so mm. Jay Z was like, "Yo." I want that. I'm on the way. So he was like, yo, Ski cooked this up. So Ski chopped it up. But by the time Jay got there, he had chopped it up too much. And what he was like, yo, what's that? He wanted to rap over what he heard. Right, Which right, is more right. the loop. So Ski had to redo the beat. So that was a on the spot. He recorded it right then. Mm-hmm. Um, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, you ain't even got, you ain't even taking the time to work out the kinks. Right. He heard yep. somebody called him with a fire sample. He pulled up. They made the beat. It was on go. Yeah. So I can, I can, and if, if they left it like that, and I'm sure they left it like that, you know what I mean? So that's why Streets is watching is, is, is a lot more, for lack of a better word, jumbled than yeah. most Jay-Z songs. They're a lot more mm-hmm. what I would consider mistakes in Streets is watching. Okay. Got you know it. Mean? Okay. Got like, you. That, yeah. make, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But based on the articles, bro, so you think it was more of a style change? Do you think... Do you I think, think it was more of a style change than personal growth. Than, and, and personal growth? 
more of a I style say, change I then. It was more style than personal growth. I can see that. I can see that. Um, honestly, though, with all the nuance, he's got to make the list a reinvention. You got to make the list a reinvention. You know what I mean? You, you just if we if me and you sit right here and say Jay Z don't make the list for reinvention, and then somebody find out that does not know, find out that Jay Z is the same guy from Hawaiian Sophie, they're gonna be like, yo, y'all crazy. Mm-hmm. How is that not reinvention? That's almost reinvention on his face. We yeah. just, we just almost too smart for that part of it. That's a little too simple. You're right. You see what right. I'm saying? But when you break it down, like it is though, it it is reinvention. Even though I think I think he realized, well, it's still reinvention though, because he used his own personal story and the music grew for sure. Artistically, yeah. he grew for sure. Yeah. He found his bag. Once he decided to change his content and his persona, that's another thing I was going to bring up. He definitely changed his persona. His persona, yeah, absolutely. He 100% changed his persona. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny, though, is he changed his persona before he stopped fast rapping. Yeah, 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 he did. Because I can't go for that. Is a, he's still doing it. I can't go for that even in my lifetime. I get it called up. There's any days. Like, mm-hmm. he's still doing that. But he, at that time, he's telling no the risks, no the wrongs, no right. But he's telling the drug stories the drug at that story. time. Yeah. So yeah, it was so. a... So so if that's the case, then we see that there was a growth and a content change before the music style, before he decided to change musically. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that almost shows a growth. That's true. Because it wasn't a just 180. It was a 45, then a little bit of 15, then another 15. You see what I'm saying? Like, it was different. So, yeah, yeah that's reinvention. Wow. Okay. I'm going to uh, hit you in the head now. Go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and hit you in the head. Since you tried to do me dirty with the lawyer talk, I'm going to hit you in the head now. Um, Lynn Q. Mm. Lynn Q is a reinvention, bro. Okay, talk yeah. to me. I, I went I'm totally oblivious to this. A word? Yeah. Lynn Q is ISIS from X Clan. Oh, yo, I, it's funny because when you say it, now I know. It. Now you know it. Yeah. Now I know it. Yeah. Which is why she was so dope as Lynn Q. Solo artist being pushed to the pro forefront by MC Light. Exactly. That's crazy. Yeah, Lynn Q. That's crazy. Yes, sir. So I mean, that's that's a no brainer. Name no change, brainer. persona, everything. Uh, everything. She hit every, all of all of. Like I'm kind of semi. My mind is semi blown. That was my goal. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yes, sir. Lynn Q, bro. Super, uh, super reinvention. Super reinvention. Damn. Okay. Yeah. That's, that was the yeah. one I had in the cut. Huh? So I don't got no more of them. <laughs> I got three more names, and one of them is a struggle. I might have to fight to get get that one recognized. Well, I got a no-brainer one. Uh, so you gave that was a no-brainer one once I yeah, put it together, connected dots. Right. Here's a no-brainer. Young Bird. 
No brain. Yeah. I got it. I got his name down here. I knew we have at least two or three. Okay. No brainer. For and for people that don't know, Young Bird, uh, sexy was it sexy can I and all that. Yeah. And uh, the guy that's chain snatched with the transformer chain. They got his ch- yo. He's a by Mano that time. Like, yep. he, he was having a bad run as an artist in terms of how he was being treated and res- and disrespected. He had a horrible, horrible run. Yo. Uh, Once yo. they found out, like they could do that to him, they did it. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like yo, he became a punching bag, the punchline. Everything right. punch was him. Yep. You know. Uh, but the funny thing is, is he basically what DMX signed him first, right? Yeah. And he was Iceberg, right? Then they changed mm-hmm. his name to Young Berg, and he popped. Mm-hmm. And he went through all the troubles that we just spoke about. Was gone out the industry for years, and now he back with a vengeance, bro. Yeah. As hitmaker. Mm-hmm. If you turn on the radio right now, I guarantee you, you if you listen to it for an hour, you're going to hear the words Hitmaker three times, at least. At least, yep. At least. Mm-hmm. Everything he dropped, well, not everything he dropped, but I'd say 75% of what he dropped going rotation. Yeah. You know, it was crazy. Because uh, I like Young Bird. I like Hitmaker. Okay. I, probably more as a producer. but I, But you knew he could rap. And he could make mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. Can't take that from him. But it was like he just—he was just looked at kind of honestly as like a sucker, like he was soft. He wasn't respected, mm-hmm. and he was treated that way. But what's crazy is, even though he's reinvented himself, he's still kind of viewed a certain way. And I say that because on Clubhouse, mm-hmm. last Jay Prince Jr. It's call itself, I guess, you know, I mean, checking Joe Button saying, I don't like how you be doing the show and like whatever, right? But then Young Berg, it, like two different times, he said something, well, I think you know such and such, like trying to be a voice of reason because you could tell the way Jay Prince Jr. is coming off, like he's trying to get, he's looking for a fight. I'm right. talking about a little fight with Joe Button, you can just tell. Yeah. And he was actually being antagonizing, but like, Hitmaker is like, yo, uh, I think if you look at it this way, from Joe's perspective, this, that, and other. So at a like the second or third time, Hitmaker like said something. He was like, yo, man, why don't you be quiet? He a grown man, he can speak for himself. Like the way he like talked to him, like he was stunning the dude. Like you know what I mean? Like it, he didn't say nothing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. But yeah. you know what? I thought about it. I don't think he didn't say nothing because I don't mean he could be scared or whatever. But I, you know why I think he didn't say nothing? Cause it's like, cause if I, I'm putting myself, I'm being, I'm, I'm putting on my empathetic hat. Mm-hmm. If I'm in his shoes, I, you can say what you want, nigga. I'm hit maker. Facts. What do you talk like? Facts. Like I'm way up. Facts. You understand? I'm like Fat Joe. That song's about me, bro. I'm all the way up <laughs> right now out here. So you, you, you can play tough guy up here. So I ain't gonna say nothing. Go ahead. You got it. I'm finna stop your records. Right. Like, you don't know that I'm VP over here at Atlantic or Epic like, or yeah, wherever it is. Like, you obviously don't know who you're talking yeah, to. Atlantic, yeah. Yeah. Like, you obviously don't know who you talking to over here. So, fine. Don't worry about it. You yeah. got this one, bro. I feel you. Right. 
I think he's learned from past. Like, I ain't arguing with these. I ain't saying nothing. I'm gonna just make a move mm-hmm. like I did. I reinvented myself and made myself pop. And like you said on Dream Shot, then all the people that was fronting on you coming to you now because they need a hit. Right. And you gotta jumpstart these some of these dudes' careers. Facts. And I don't know how true it is, right? But Young Bird could have responded with, with exactly who are you if Jay Prince wasn't your father? Exactly. Like, what if you? I'm Young Bird. I'm Young Bird and Hitmaker. Right. And I contributed something to the culture under both names. Facts. What have you done? Because we don't know. I literally don't know anything about you or what you've contributed to the culture. All we know is who you the son of. Facts. And that's the only strength you living off of. <laughs> and uh, they hear the podcast. It's no disrespect, but that's how I viewed it. I mean, that's I'm exactly how like, I view it. Yeah. That's how I viewed it. Yeah. He could have got real slick. I mean, if he, I would have. But maybe with his experiences, he's known that, that what's the point? I'm up. Mm-hmm. You know? And if I was up as, as hit maker, maybe I wouldn't have responded either. Be like, okay, bro, fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fine. It is what it is. But yeah, you're right. Hitmaker is definitely high on the list, you know, in my opinion. Because of because of the success at both iterations. Right. He he's like a RZA, a J, someone that reinvented himself and is and then got like crazy success. Crazy successful. That's a, a fact. He might not get the respect. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But that's based on nigga shit. That's not based on what art right. that we talking about right now. Absolutely. I'm trying to think of who else I got on my list. Do I have anybody else? Well, I, I so I got two more. Okay. I got two more, man. So I saw with this first one. We, I, I feel like this might be another uh, J. Another J one, kind of, I think. Uh, maybe a little worse. But wobbly, 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 drop it like it's hot. Wayne? Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Wobbly, wobbly. Yeah, yeah, he. Sign up. And then, go DJ. I move like the coop through traffic. Your girl with me in the music app since she keep asking how I shoot if it's plastic. You'll see when your boy run up. Uh, yo, so <laughs> I get so, it. I get it. Let's see here. And, and I'm not even talking about the fact that Gilly was writing for him, which even because even if I made that argument, like, well, Gilly wrote a lot of the Carter, right? And you saw the style, mm-hmm. his his flow switch up crazy to how he was rapping before on the other Cash right. Money albums. That ain't even the main argument because you can say, well, that's because someone else writing. But even after that. Because, I mean, he's super successful after that, too, mm-hmm. even though Carter is the main album people go to when you look at Wayne really taking off, Carter right. won. But even yeah. after Gilly is no longer on board with them, he's still rapping to this day. His his present verse on Benny's album, totally, totally different content. Well, I mean, content just regular rap street shit. Right. But the way he's executing is totally different from, you know what I mean, when he's rocking with Juvenile and Rusty Cash Money. Yeah. So, and, and the mixtape Wayne is different from regular Wayne, which is why Jay Z on 
Death the Auto Tune said I might get this, might get this to G uh Jeezy. He said I might get this to the mixtape Wheezy. Why did he say mixtape? Well, he's making a distinction of the mm-hmm. two because he sees them in two different areas. He ain't not not that he's gonna give it to the four hundred degrees. Uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. So I feel like I feel like, and that may be you. It may be attributed to growth, maybe a development as an artist. But I kind of, it may not be a reinvention. But this is why I think it's a reinvention, though. And then I'll shut up about it because I think if he would have continued on rapping and kind of being the country boy from the backwoods, not talking, not flashy, not designer, not rock star, if he would have just kept rapping like he was wearing Reeboks, he would not have been as popular and as legendary status as people is holding him to today. I don't see how that would have, I don't see how that Wayne would have equated to the Wayne we get get today. The the only reason, I, I, I mean, I see that part of it, but, yeah. the, but the reason that happened is because the Hot Boys broke up. Because okay. everybody left the label. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So, I think partly the reason we didn't see the Wayne, one is because he was the Wayne that we ended up seeing. One is because he was a kid, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Two, there was True. there were three other MCs to share the plate with. You know what I mean? And so it wasn't your style we putting out. It's this is what we packaging. You see what I'm saying? The Hot Boys is what we packaging. So that's right. what you are. You know what I mean? Um, I could, I could. I wouldn't I wouldn't just tell somebody that Wayne didn't reinvent himself. I wouldn't say that. Um, I don't really think he changed personas cuz I think a hot boy is pretty much the same thing that a squad up nigga would become if he grew up. I agree with that. You see I what I'm saying? And the squad up gave him the impetus to do the Carter. You see what I'm saying? Now, did he start rapping better? Yeah, but I mean it ain't nobody else around here. Somebody got to let their nuts hang. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Before, it was Juvie that was considered the nigga that let his nuts hang with the bars. But somebody got to. You know what I mean? Like, and I ain't got to shatter mic with nobody. Right. I'm going to eat. You know what I mean? So, I don't know if I would give him a reinvention. Um, but, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue if somebody was like, nah, Wayne ain't reinvented himself. I wouldn't be like, nah, he didn't either. But, because, right, right. You know what I mean? Because stylistically, yeah. he changed over the years. He became more rock star. But all of these things happened while you were looking at him. Got it. Yeah. Agree with that one. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. So I don't have no more argument on that. I just felt, I just thought at, at least, at the very least, um, we could just say that, you know what I mean? Um, it it was just growth. There's something that we need to add to the articles of reinvention. That 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 argument that you just brought up made me realize we have missing exactly the distance between iterations. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? The time between iterations. Like if you don't have any time between the iteration and you just transition stylistically, then you just grew as an artist. You just grew as an artist. You didn't reinvent yourself. I agree. You know I what agree. I mean? Time has to be taken into consideration. Absolutely. Right. For a true reinvention. So, yeah. yeah. So, let's say... Uh, 
Time between iteration. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. That's what I'm writing down. And I got to say, time between iterations versus... I just say natural changes or natural growth. But I use growth a lot. We'll clean it up later. But you know what I mean. All right. Yeah, yeah. 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 You got it. But, um, yeah, that's... that's I think that's important. Because without the space between Hot Hawaiian Sophie, original flavor, and if if we'd have been getting Jay-Z the whole time and then he decided to come back as a mega hustler, we wouldn't have accepted that shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Mob Deep right. had to literally flop. They flop. They flop. You had to be a fan of hip-hop the new mob deep even existed when the second mob deep one came out right which is which is why everybody thinks that's the first album is the first album kind of like how people think roots do you want more is their first album mm. mm-hmm. yeah because that, that's the, the prior to that i forgot the name of it i know you know the name illadelph half-life no 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 illadelph half-life came after so which one is the first one? Um, God, what's the name of it? Because I was like, dang, yeah. But yeah, so Illadelph Half Life, yeah, came after. Do you want more? I'm pulling it up. The the very first one, I forgot the name. Yeah, but it's like up. common. Yeah, people would definitely not. If you don't know, you don't know. But his thing, I don't think necessarily was a reinvention because. He didn't necessarily change nothing with no, his name. No, it was, yeah, yeah, we know. We we just, you know, for the people that might have got caught up listening to be like, did they just say common reinvented or something? Organic. Nah. Organics. Organics, yeah. 1993, which is why on on, on Do You Want More album, uh, I mean, I shall proceed. He was like, I got my contract in 1993, and I shall. Because, yeah, 1993, they actually put out Organics. 95, Do You Want More? Then 96, Illadelph Half-Life. Then 99, things fall apart. I don't even know if I know organics. I don't. I've never heard that. I don't know if I heard it either. That's crazy. But I remember thinking, do you want more? I, was, I remember thinking I knew their inception into the game, and I thought it was, uh, you know what I mean, do you want more? And I went to school and in my college, right, with a hip-hop nerd. He was like, nah. And then he showed me he had it, too. Yeah. Wow. He was wow. like, this is their first album. Yeah, organic, 93. Damn, I, I don't re- I don't remember knowing that. I put it to you that way. I don't feel like I knew that information. I feel like I just learned that. And I, and I want to know what label that came out on. Um, I could tell you. DGC Records? Yeah, DGC. Who who do you know who was like the parent label? No idea. But you can okay. click it. Oh yeah, Interscope Geffen. Ha ha ha. Interscope Geffen, which is owned by Universal. Okay. Vivendi. I got two more names I just want to talk about real quick. Just just uh Alright, and I got one more just to get your thought on it. Okay. Yeah. And and these names and because because I have career transition down i just want to mention and one of them while i've been 
while we've been having this conversation, I keep looking at it. It's like, damn, he might actually make the list for real. Uh, one is Nori, and the other is Joe Budden. Ooh. They might not have reinvented Joe Button. I don't feel like reinventing himself as an artist. Yeah, he didn't reinvent himself as an artist, but he did reinvent himself career wise. <laughs> I don't think he makes the list, right? Right. I, I'll go ahead and take him off the list. Nori, however, yeah. invented himself as an artist mm. because Nori had a whole reggaeton career that we don't know nothing about, and he went platinum lots of times with that. Right. He didn't change his name, but he definitely changed his style. And I think that was a growth personally and artistically because he went more towards his Latin side. Right. But but which, when he talked about it on Drink Champs, he was like, you know, I said this on my other records that um, half Puerto Rican by Pops. And mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? So he talked about when he came in the game because so he said when he went and did the reggaeton stuff, people was like, oh, we didn't know. And then he was like, I'm telling you on all my records. Every so record. I think it's like, so is that like he, so I get what you're saying. To me, this is how I'm looking at it, but you can help me out. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know if I actually see him doing reggaeton as a reinvention because he was still Nori and would do hip hop at the same time as Nori. And he did both as Nori. But I look at the reggaeton album like Mariah Carey, a singer, does a Christmas album. Luther Vandross do a Christmas album. Are they like reinventing themselves or they, just because they're doing a different thematic of the music. I don't know if that's the actual... Okay. I look at it like if Luther Vandross had went and did a rock album. Now, Not a Christmas album. Okay. Because I don't know too many people that listen to hip-hop, that that listen to hip-hop, that also listen to reggaeton. I get... Okay, I got you. Now, let me ask you this. And because when you said that, it just blended these two things in my mind. Aerosmith, Run DMC. Like, if you was an Aerosmith fan and then mm-hmm. you heard that song they did Run DMC, do you would have felt like they was reinventing themselves? I'd have felt like they was selling out if I was an Aerosmith fan. <laughs> we Okay, we like your, your candid truthfulness. Yeah, you know I mean, that's what I would have <laughs> felt like. What the hell are you okay. going over here messing with these niggas <laughs> Because I'm imagining myself, a, you know what I'm saying? A, 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 oh a, I'm imagining if I'm an Aerosmith fan, um, first of all, I'm white, and I probably don't love hip-hop. I probably don't know much about it. <laughs> Once I see my favorite rock band kick through a wall with these dudes, yeah, them some niggas over there. Like They, they might have been fine black people before they came through the wall with my favorite <laughs> rock group. But as soon as they, yeah. kick, you know... Yeah. As soon as they infiltrated my land of free, audible enjoyment, they became something else. So, you know, I don't know, man. But I understand what you're saying. But like I said, I wouldn't necessarily say, but okay, reggaeton, Mm -hmm. and then you, you transition into podcasting, right? Now... Argument, you you won me. You won me. I agree. Mm. I think it makes the list. You won me. See, I thought you was going to say, but he doing all of them as Nori. No. Because now that make bringing that transition up on the heels of 
the reggaeton, I can see a subtle, like, which this whole conversation, right, is nuanced. But I can see the subtleties of reinvention happening. Mm. Because even after he's done the reggaeton, after he's done the podcast, he still, he put out an album a year or two ago. Right. You're reinventing yourself because now you're Nori, the podcaster, dropping the album. That's right. different from the Nori following up from War Report dropping Boom. the album. That's a great point. Because when you started that point, it made me think, damn, it's a 15-year-old kid somewhere right now that found Drink Champs that has no earthly idea when he, what CNN is. That's a whole different version of Nori. And then they're going to mess around and stumble on reggaeton. And that's a whole different version of Nori. There's no way we can argue against those being reinventions. Right. Right. I don't think Joe Budden makes lists because there's not enough separation for me. He didn't do different things. You see what I'm saying? Like, he rapped as Joe Budden. He's podcasting as Joe Budden. You know what I mean? So I don't know if that's enough. You see what I'm saying? But Nori is like, yo, you can stumble on two or three different careers of Nori. And they all be like, but damn, I know him. That's Nori. Right, right. You see right. what I'm saying? But they they completely distinctly it, it, different. It would feel like someone for their first time making the connection between, oh, that's ISIS. Right. Oh, Lynn right. Q was ISIS from X Clan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you. I'm with you. Damn, so, yo, yeah. I didn't think he was gonna yeah. make the list. I didn't. I didn't either. When you first said it, I was thinking, man, there's no way we can make the case for that. Yeah, I didn't think he was gonna make the list. I didn't <laughs> see that happening. Uh, yeah. Did you say you had one more? Yeah, this is my last. This is my last one, and I don't even. And I feel like this is like a Nori one. Like, I don't know if it'll make the list, really. But to me, and that someone that followed the career closely, I felt like it kind of was. But Sean Price. Sean Price, when, first of all. We ain't got to argue that. Okay. We ain't got to argue that. Because Sean. To two albums, and, and we know him as, although he say Sean Price, but then he just simply started going and dropping albums just as Sean Price. And it was a whole different rhyme. You know what I mean? It was just a whole different. He went from uh, Sean, like, this is Magnum Force, Help the Skeleton first album. Pardon me, not Magnum Force, not Turner. He said, Sean Sparks like John Starks in the fourth quarter. Ought to meet my peeps deep like the Torah. Unforgettable like Nat King back swing Louisville chill because my motherfucking slap sting. Now, he was like, he was rapping. He was trying to be way more. He was way more. He was a high lyrical nerd back then. Mm -hmm. Like he was the most lyrical one. People like rock. But Rock wasn't lyrically nicer than Rock. Right, back he then. was more right charismatic. He was more charismatic for mm -hmm. sure. But it, like he had like crazy ill flows, right? Uh, that's mad lyrical. Rock, aka Sean Price. But then later years, yeah. like I'm talking yeah. about after the high school, I'm out of high school. They put out the second when they start doing individual albums, and he's Sean Price, bro. He just he just was saying wow, crazy, yeah. disrespectful. He 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 was you knew he was from Brownsville. 
Yeah. You know, he was just a Brownsville street dude yeah. from that point on. He didn't care about being as lyrical. You know what I mean? Right. And and he let his charisma he show. He, people punching people. He, he he adapted to the web. He was early on that. He was uh Yeah, he definitely makes this. You know when you first said his name, it that instantly put me in put me took me back to MF Doom. Oh wow. Okay, and which makes sense. You see what I mean? Like Sean Price and Rupp. Yeah. Is, is very, very like, akin to Seven Love X and MF Doom to me. It is. And he and he like because Sean Price kinda became like uh a character too. Like they made yeah. art, you know, mm-hmm. art cartoon with him in it, like a picture of him, but it's kinda like him as a like gorilla and all of that. Kinda like it's funny because it's with kind of like Casanova. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his like the pictures they do for him on his stuff, but like yeah, and like that was a, that became like a whole like kind of yeah. character type thing. I actually put out an album, Monkey Bars, and everybody is animated like as yeah. monkey. Like, but yeah, so to me, a person would hear that, like say someone became acquainted with Sean Price albums mid two thousands, late two thousands, two thousand ten, right? And they heard Monkey Bars. If I gave them Nocturnal, I guarantee if I didn't tell them who it was, they listened, they would not know that's the same person. Yeah, at there's all. no way. There's no way. If you gave them a Helter Skelter product and then later, you know what I'm saying, a day later let them hear some Sean Price, they wouldn't know they was listening to the same thing. No. There's no way they would know that. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Yo, did we come up with 10? One, we, two, three, we, four, we five, might. six, seven, eight, nine. 10 exactly. Wow. We hit that's the nail good. in the head. That's good, man. Yeah, that's good. So, I'm going to read the 10. Okay. Ah, yeah, yeah. MF Doom, RZA, Jizza, Tragedy Gaddafi, Mob Deep, Jay-Z, Lynn Q, Young Berg, Nori, and Sean Price. Yo, did you ever think we would have any kind of list where Young Bird is with Jay-Z, Jay is with Sean Price, Sean Price is with Tragedy. And Lynn Q is left in Yo, while I was reading it, I swear to God, I was thinking that. I was like, yo, these people ain't never been on a list together before, ever. Ever. Like, if we just put that list out to the hip-hop community, to their best minds in the hip-hop community, they and we just asked them, what do y'all think this top ten list top is based on? <laughs> they would not know. They would not know. They There's could no not way. guess. Nobody could figure that out. Couldn't figure it out, man. This is like the Unabomber code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way they could figure this out, you know. I'm gonna read it again, man. MF Doom, Rizza, Jizza, Tragedy Gaddafi, Mob D, Jay Z, Lynn Q, Young Bird. Nori and Sean Price, man. Yo, it is so funny because I feel so good. That's one of my favorite lists, man. Yeah, That's I love this list. I like it. This is insane. It but, is. But it's perfect. I think it's based on the articles. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be other people that, you know what I'm saying, that... that yeah. Hopefully, people watch this and be like, "Yo, y'all didn't say so and so. Y'all didn't say right. so and so." Certainly, it's some 
certainly we 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 didn't and we couldn't put everybody that's reinvented because there's it, some other people I'm sure we leaving off. Would you but count? Would you count? Big examples, huh? Would you count Drake as a reinvention, or he just changed careers because he came in as a as an actor, and it's right. and it's just, Will Smith a reinvention? I don't think he reinvented. So yeah, Will so. Smith didn't either. Um, no, I don't think Will Smith did either. Yeah, not really. Yeah, because there's no period like, where he went away. He was an actor, then he was whack again as doing more rapping after acting. Uh, uh. And, and, and there's no time between iterations, really, either. Right. That's so, true, too. Yeah. And yeah. I, I take that back. I said something blasphemous. He was not whack as a rapper first coming out the gate. That's that's not true. Yeah, that's not true. But all the solo projects that I sat down and listened to a few weeks ago, those were those horrendous. were not, yes, those were horrendous. Yeah, that was all the original. Oh man, I don't think we need to put these in any particular order. No, nah, it don't matter because it's not even like a ranking. Like number yeah. one, you the better. Like it's just y'all just reinvented y'all. So yeah, we know we know Doom and RZA is at the top of the list. Doom and RZA gotta be at the top. Yeah, yeah. but other and everybody else, y'all find y'all place. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, you think we did enough on this one, yo? Man. I, yeah, I don't think we can do no more. We didn't. We did so much of enough. We can't do no more on it. I feel you. I feel you, bro. So, yeah, man. I'm right. We got to get the, get the uh, website back up so we can put this up in blog form, man. So people need to get this. The articles of uh, hip hop reinvention and you know our list and all this good stuff. We got to put that right. book together, and we will be putting out compensate for a few books. In which we were gonna we gonna have all of our lists and our explanations on how we came to agreements on the list in the book. That's so that's fact. definitely coming. That's coming this year. Can we do that this year? This year, that, that's coming. All right. That means I'm gonna have three books out this year. Yeah. <laughs> yes, working. Yeah, working, son. Working, working. I should get the proofs for the for for the cover for my first one this week. Um, I'm signing the paperwork with the editor today. Um, yes, yeah, so she coming. She coming. That sounds good. So let's get it done, man. We get three books. I get three books out yeah. in 2021. Easy. All right. So if that's the case, man, shoot. Uh, I'm gonna ask y'all to follow, conversate for a few Facebook and Instagram, and find us on Clubhouse uh, at Jonna Avery and at Allen Podcaster. Right, yep, at okay. Alan Podcaster. Alan Podcaster. Um, we at Conversate for you on Facebook and Instagram. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, hit the bell down there and so you get the notifications so you know the, the show come out. It's every Thursday, but just hit them so you'll know. You know what I mean? Uh, go follow the show and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Anchor, um, Leave us a comment and let us know what you think of the show. And if you could think of anybody that was that had reinvention in hip hop that we didn't come up with, let us know, man. We um we'll add them to the list, or we'll we'll at least run them through the articles. Uh, right. And matter of fact, don't send us nobody until you run them through the articles of hip hop reinvention. Make sure they qualify to yeah. be on the. You can qualify yeah. them before you even send us the name. We gave you the articles. That's you know what I'm saying. We gave you autonomy. You know what I mean. You Futane clan. You can do what we do. Yeah. Uh, Stay uh, tuned for the Conversate for a Few book. 
and the merch. But you know, that book, I'm excited about that. I'm excited yeah. about that, yo. But uh if uh if that's it, yo, I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This was not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely was not. This is a podcast about hip hop. Make room for the tag. Conversate for a few. Hustle, welcome, man, they had to send me, hustle from Raleigh, live from NC, with your host, John and Allen, relate to the two, you are now listening to Conversate for a few, check it on SoundCloud, debate with your crew, they talking hip-hop from the late to the new, from July till June end, no Fridays for me, tune in, please listen to this podcast, please listen to this podcast. 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 Please listen to this podcast.